leave the children alone. music spiritual warfare music spiritual warfare music <laughs> spiritual warfare music ah yes well the lord bless you and keep you and raise his face to shine upon you and keep you in peace please lord in jesus name you know why we say in jesus name because Jesus told us to. <laughs> but no, there's a reason. And um, because that name is the most powerful name. We don't mean the literal, you know, uh, linguistic term. We mean the name. Name that transcends all language. So it's not just Jesus you're saying. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of time recently. I'm, I'm you know, I well, okay. I'm going to go, you know, obviously you have to go forward with, you know, we're dealing with, you know, we've been hitting the side of the boat. We've been, you know, taking on a lot of water. We got a lot of low IQ people out there and we just have to, you know, explain it to them or try to find a way that they can understand without insulting them. And I mean, I mean, you know, people that 
gee, it's it's um. You see, online, people get this idea that you mean something you don't, and the other one means something they didn't. And pretty soon you're talking past each other in some conversation. Each one has nothing to do with the central point. And um, there's all kind of twips and tweets and things. It's the most inelegant of all language formats. Twitter is the most inelegant of all of them, even more than Facebook. Where you would think, you know, since there are literary icons, <laughs> what does that mean? That means, obviously, at this late date, I can tell you, they were chosen to be literary icons. You know? Um, you know, you want to not believe that. You want to believe it was a, a level playing field. You want to believe that everybody had a chance, just said whoever worked hardest would get it. Whoever was hungrier for it would get it. And that's not what happened. Appointments went out. And they weren't based on people's opinions. It was already based on AI back then. Back, you know, 1,300 years ago. So now we're going, well, then what is AI if, if we've always had it? Well, we've always had advanced technology. Genesis 6, we had advanced uh, genetic operations going on, right? Advanced laboratories. Obviously, equally as advanced as now, even more advanced than they are now. We had chimeras, we had hybrids, we had clones. Uh, there was space travel, apparently. There was you know, all kinds of you know, time travel anomalies that showed up in art in Egypt and elsewhere showing advanced civilizations in India as well. And um, these, uh, uh, these um, sort of bleed-throughs, these, these things that's happening with technology, these things, uh, you know, you know um, influencing other things, and like I say, time, space, you know, history, to the point where nothing is fluid in time. To the point where time then became, to the great thinkers, you know, time and space became irrelevant because obviously there's something else going on that's causing things to communicate with each other despite differences in time and space continuum. So therefore you had to, you know, if you're honest, which most scientists are not, uh, they would have to reject the concept of time. And if you reject the concept of time, what does it do? It opens up a whole other world you knew nothing about, right? A whole other world opens up to you when you reject time. And all the other worlds, all the other times, so-called, all the other spaces, all the other things you know about history, everything becomes immediate. And everything is cross-pollinating everything else. Everything is communicating with everything else. So time would be a form of prison, Kronos, Satan, Saturn, time, prisoner. 
And um, as such, we have abided in this voluntary acknowledgement of time, which is to you know acknowledge our prison cell, and we sit down and we wait. <laughs> and then they come along and they enslave us, which we like because we don't want to figure it out on our own. So we go along with the slavery, hoping for the day of liberation. But the day, the Lord says, you know, the day is like a, a thousand years. See, it's irrelevant. But we need you to adopt it so we can keep control. The way out of the matrix, folks, you really want to know that be one of the first things you would do is tear down the construct of time and then tear down the construct of space. And I believe the entire thing would change. The dimensions, the things, the everything you're involved, everything that Earth is is would be different. And of course the people who control it now, the WEF I guess, the uh you know, same People, they're not, you know, they, they want to be human. They need a great reset. It's because their bodies, they, they can't adapt to this. You know, they can't adapt to carbon because they're not really human totally. <laughs> you know, at best, they're hybrids, okay? So they want to uh, control us and make them, you know, do all this blasphemy so we would be rejected by God so they could have their way with us so they could somehow you know, figure out how to open the universe up. And I can't go through it too much today. I just, you know, I'm just realizing that, uh, you know, time is one of those things that, uh, one of those levers by which they control. And I wish we didn't have it right now because a lot of people would really wake up if we had the absence of time. And they won't with the, you know, with the regiment of time and space. They will sit in their cubicles pretty much to the day they're out of here and hope to be rescued, which they won't be. So I hope that's okay with you all because it's... So God wants us to start questioning the the very thing that we've accepted. You know, time, space, biology, physics, math, this, that, everything. And see if there's not an alternative way to look at it. People got on these journeys, don't waste your time with, I hate to say this because I got lovely friends who do these various psychedelics and things. Psychedelics cannot help you. I mean, other than just breaking down the first, you know, barrier of Resistance. But they can't help you get into... You think you're adapting to it, but what you're really doing is is psychedelics are reinforcing time and space. Because you can't measure the experience without time and space to measure it by. Thus increasing the force and power of time and space over you, who's supposed to be breaking free through psychedelics, 
into the outer dome, right? But you're not breaking into the outer dome, are you? You're not breaking into the outer dome. What you're doing is you're you're basically going within the mind in the dream states and having, you know, collectivized dream states passing for actual experience, which it isn't. And as much as I hate to say something like that, and I feel sorry for all you ayahuasca, you know, psychonauts and all the people doing mushrooms and whatever else you're doing to try to break free, it's like you're going the wrong way. I mean, trust me, it doesn't work. You, it might be nice for, uh, you, you know, an experience a lot at a local level. It might increase your, your love of God. It might increase your your duty to, to your, your fellow man and make you a more charitable person, more sensitive. There may be a lot of benefits. I'm just saying that that one thing you're looking for, the psychedelic was developed. Look, if it would do what... We're talking about, you know, if it would eliminate time and space, they wouldn't let you have it because then you'd be like them. Then how could they control you anymore? So, you know, this is a, uh, this is a major problem with, uh, with you know, home, home-brewed drugs. Homebrew drugs, unfortunately, you know, they're they're all they're all bad. They're all used to hurt. They, I mean, they have their helpful times. Like you're in pain, here's some pain meds. You know, you got a headache, here's a headache pill. Here's, they have their place. But when you tell me that you want to break free of this, you're tired of this. You you don't want to wait. Just hang around waiting. And you'll know while you're waiting, you're doing charities and you're helping people and you're taking care of people. You're doing the best you can do. But you're still tired of waiting in the meantime while all that's going on. You know, you feel like you're wasting your life. And you are. However, God did... No, no, you stop that with me. God did bar the door you know, to the eternal, because he said, you know, we would know the the difference, you know, we would know good and evil and be like them, like the Elohim. So I don't know how, how you know, how multi-faced, how big, whatever, how plural the Elohim is, but uh, I used to speculate on it. And it really didn't matter anymore. But but I can tell you this. I mean, there was a, there was a, there was an active barring of the you know of the you know the road uh, <laughs> uh, into uh, eternity. That that demarcation point. In other words, here you are in the ant farm. They got left and right, or time time and space back and forth. They got height and depth, width covered. You're you're measured in. And then the exit to God, where God's at, is, is that's barred from you. So you, you've got to stay here and learn everything you can about God, learn about spiritual warfare, learn about people, 
Learn about the way the world works. Learn about what the world is. Learn about what the purpose of life is to begin with. There's only one. There's not, it's not, you know, some people say, well, you should keep pursuing your truth. I hate it, brother, when you say that to me, because listen, when you say pursue your truth, I'm not pursuing my truth. I'm pursuing your truth. But you just can't admit it because you don't want it to be what I said. See, and so there we have a good, you want people like me to be the scapegoat, you know, and say it's our truth and we're pushing our opinion as truth. And that's wrong. Truth is truth. Truth is not an opinion. But if you say that, yes, now if you're pushing truth, not an opinion, then you would be obliged to follow that like I am. And you're not going to do that. I should be allowed to pursue my... I have no... There's no such thing, ladies and gentlemen, as my truth or your truth or his truth or her truth. None. There is no... There is nothing like that that exists. But they want to say it over and over again. They want to tell us, oh, that you should be allowed to pursue your truth. And then I throw my hand. I mean, I find this on the internet too, and I, I try to maintain my composure, my temper, you know, try to be patient, you know, with people. But I, I find it exasperating when people do that, trying to get an elbow in, trying to derail you, trying to you know, you, you know, make you think you're a subjective nothing, trying to demoralize you, trying to you know take away your truth by saying, yeah, brother, pursue your truth, brother. It, you know, meaning. It's not my truth, and it's not anyone else's, but it's yours. So pursue it. Uh, wrong. I would not waste, I haven't wasted one minute here pursuing my truth. The entire time I've been here, I've been a pariah. You know, if I was pursuing my truth, I would not be a pariah at all. And even today, with everything so liberal, they're not forgiving the pariahs. No forgiveness for pariah. Why? Not, you're all talking about what I talked about. Won't you let me in? No, they won't let you in. It's got nothing to do, it's got to do with positions, positional. It's, it's your position in all this. And, and you know, the fact that they must shun you, they must... Be mean. They must reject. They must whip you. They must get you in a corner and try to hurt you. They, they cannot allow you to exist because your existence is a reflection of that, you know, of the unmentionable. Jesus is the unmentionable. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we we lost him the other day. <laughs> then he came back. It's, I would say to him right now, also, I'm struggling with this concept. Uh, Trish, Benz has knocked me over. I need a little help. <laughs> 
I mean, he's... Ah! Jeez. Ha! Well, when the sun comes up, I definitely have to get to the... Uh... Wow. You did not give me long at all. What do you got down there, Ben? What's down there? Trish? What's down there? Ben? It's right over there. Ah, uh, you guys must love this. Anyway, I'm going to play another song. I, I can't believe I just went off in that. Uh... You know, let's leave, you know, see. That's, that's a, um, a good thing to be thinking right now. Because as time and space diminishes here, which it is more and more. Uh, picture time and space like walls. Okay, in a house, so just walls. And each, you know, each wall and each room is another cordoned off little prison cell. And without those walls, you'd be, you know, free to roam around, right? Well, the same with time. Yeah, but uh, it's it's very lonely outside of time, unless you have a. Well, people have guides. But anyway, with the psychedelics, I, I know. Um, you know, for example, in New Mexico, and I imagine a lot of the blue states. One thing you have is legal psychedelic therapy. So you can go do a ketamine drip or. A, you know what I mean? A uh, a mushroom thing, and have a therapist. You know, you know, watch you to, to help you go through. You know, usually people are trying to break through depression, say with ketamine, with uh, you know, or with 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 uh, you know, um, you know, MDMA. Let's say Molly. You know, they they you, you, the idea of you know breaking those barriers so you can love and be loved in return. But you just can't because you're all constricted. And you really want to touch that person or love that person, but you can't. You're barred. You're, you're, you know, use these drugs to try to break through those barriers so that you can reach out, you can experience love. And I understand that. I'm just saying, I doubt they're successful. You know, to a. Maybe they are on a kind of a. Limited basis, but again, the word limited comes in. Um, you see, because I can make this case right now. Who we are right now in, at the throne of God. Right now, let's just leave here, we're at the throne of God, and it's, there's, no, there's no limitation on anything. It's just, everything is just pure potential. There is no problem loving. There is no problem being loved. Love is not a problem. So, there's no blockages that a governor approved of a therapist is going to try to get you through. And what they are is they become, you know, blackmailing kind of people. I mean, you know, they learn your secrets, and then, you know, it's off to the races. 
So, again, slave, 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 slave. Prison, 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 slave, 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 slave. And then, you know, the worst of all is how I see the Internet dumbing people down right now. I mean, it's really sick. And I'm afraid it's going to happen to me if I stay there any longer. It's really horrific. You know, you spend time crafting. I try to craft a tweet, let's say. So it's not just an idle tweet, but it's got some spin on it. It's got some some thought behind it. And um, it goes unappreciated because the people don't understand it even though it's perfectly understandable. Well, that's not the way it was a few years ago. And, um... Oh, okay. I'm going to put this on. I'm, you know, I'm slowly gathering strange musical titles from the past. Today I've had... Uh, I've had some health problem. So let's see what this is. Oh yeah. What is that? Okay, so I'm looking for a hmm. Hmm. Well, I'd like to put this on again, even though it's So how do we break out of it? How can we truly be happy? And the answer is, when you realize that this is not important, and then that frees up a lot of weight, and then you respond accordingly. Then you know you're here to, uh, you know, to to please God, obviously. But I mean. A lot of time that involves in pleasing ourselves. I'm going to put this song on one more time. I may not play it again, but it's a San Bernardino song simply because I just found it yesterday and it's all, it's, you know, live guitar, bass, and drums. People should like this. It's weird, though, you know. It's me singing, too, so it's, it's like, so here you go. Wow. Uh, Oh, 
Oh, man, would I like to see that performed. But it ain't going to happen because I can't be five people at once. But, yeah. Yeah, I know just exactly what that song's talking about. talking about desperados, criminals, out in SoCal. And, uh, yes, sir, the criminal life. You know, it's tempting, right? <laughs> but don't do it because just a little taste of it and you find yourself reeled in. They get a hook on you. And, uh, you know, so that's just advice to the youngins. I, I would just, seriously, because you don't even realize when you're just sort of, okay, so I knew this criminal in L.A., you know. And, um, you know, it started out, I was there, and we are going to make a film on the, you know, bluff of Malibu, and what a great setting, and this opportunity came up in this particular house. So we would live there, and then, you know, eventually work there. And it was just perfect, but, but the first few months, it was, you know, while getting things ready for that eventual, uh, you know, uh, project, I found myself out in the water every day. I'd re- revive my surfing, um, my surfing um, skills that I, you know, because I grew up there doing, and that was like like kids skiing if they live in Colorado or something. And uh, so I you revived those guys. I was just there every day, and they were trying to get me there. I remember they were trying to induct me into uh, competition for, like, I think I was around 40 at the time, for 40-year-olds. So, God, yeah, you really, you know, I'd longboard 40, Zuma Beach, pretty crunchy waves, but I was, you know, I was used to beach breakers. I'm used to all that. And... Uh, you know, a lot of fun. I was going down there, and I finally went, and, you know, at one point, I got this huge board. It was like 11 feet, an 11-foot pig board. It was just, it was a precursor to the stand-up paddle board. It was not a stand-up and paddle board, but it was 11 feet. And it, it would float me dry out of the water, a pretty big guy, so, you know. And what I liked about it is I would take off on any of those, you know, Zuma waves or, you know, anywhere, and catch everything I even looked at because of the float ratio was so good that I would just turn the board around, take one stroke, and I'm in, you know? And um, and I would just, you know, I know it drove people nuts because everybody was trying to have these little, you know, like a nine-foot long board, but then make them so thin and so narrow that they could perform like a short board. I'm saying, why would you do that? And they weren't completely floating them out of the water. It's like, you know, when you're paddling a shortboard, you're, you're sinking into the water. You have to be very strong. It's like you're swimming, really. Come on. It's like you're swimming, you know. And so, you know, I went the other way. I was like, I want to be completely, you know, like knee paddling with my knees and my feet, not even touching water. Sitting there dry on the board. Fishing off the board, Whatever. But not a the stand up paddle had not come in yet. Okay, so and I'm and I get into this kind of groove. I think it was around I'm not sure what station was. So there's the main lifeguard station, and then there was like a um another tower just south of that on Zuma. Some of you who are there, you might, you know, right you got the main tower in the middle. And right above that tower 
was where, where we were living, you know, right above the main lifeguard station, then down to the left a little bit. And I found that I, I could get this workable right off of there. And uh, most any day, if you got there early enough, you could get something going. You know what I mean? Even if there was no swell, you could get something going. And, um, you know, it just so happened, you know, it, uh, and when the waves are smaller, they're always breaking left and right. There's always something you can catch and make something out of. Well, so I got into this thing of every day being down there, and I started getting uh, these rides. Like, I'd get these rides, and I'd, I'd, I'd turn, you know, up into the uh, lip of the wave, and then i get in the trim position. And I would just, what I try to do is just as little movement as possible. In other words, where everybody else is trying to get this maneuverability out of longboards. And I would say, well, you have to have a shortboard, but then again, on a shortboard, you couldn't be out on a day with little tiny waves because you couldn't catch them on a shortboard, and they wouldn't perform anyway. So there you are with the longboard trying to get something out of it. So my philosophy at that time became, I don't want to get anything out of it. I'm glad this thing floats like it does. All I want to do is get in the trim position and just stand there as still as possible, but be in the most critical part of the wave, if I can do that. Have as few movements, the zen, it was like a zen thing. And this guy that I had known before, he would see me down there, you know, every day. And finally we uh, caught up, and it was like an old friend or a friend of a, of a, of a writer f- a friend of mine. And he, um, you know, he had a life of, uh, you know, I'll just put it this way. He was, uh, he was a resident there, but I, I don't know about now. I don't, I don't know. You know, time, so much time has gone by. I don't know the status of anyone. But he would boast, you know, that being on that side of things, he never even got a traffic ticket. And eventually I started to know about, you know, some things he was doing and contraband and all. And I realized I've got to shut my ears off. I, even just hearing about it is causing some kind of problem. You know, there, all these criminal organizations around the world are trying to reel you in, trying to take advantage of your desperation. And, you know, a little is a lot. So if you're in a little, you're in all the way. And it's, it, it's, it's uncanny how it reels you in. It's, it's supernatural how it reels you in. You know, it might be something like check guiding or, you know, uh, credit card fraud or um, there was a big one back then in the 80s, you know, uh, phone sex. But phone sex always involved, you know, credit card fraud, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, all of these organizations that are all tied together, you know, and then there's some more innocent ones that are not breaking the law, but it's kind of like borderline, right? They're, they're gray, gray areas. You got to stay away from all that. And you can hear we got pause, we got crazy pause going. Uh, you got to stay away from all that. And that's because what ends up happening is you open these little portals, you know, these little permissions. Or you gave your ears permission to hear it. Now you're at the next step. And pretty soon before you know it, you may not even realize that you're doing something over the line. 
and you are until you get a consequence. Then you get a karmic consequence. And then you either say to yourself, you know, I shouldn't have opened that door, or did I open the door by being present and where I should have rejected, or I should have moved, I should have... What did I... Am I did I do something? The answer is, of course you did. You thought something was benign. You may have participated in an activity that you thought was benign, but that was not benign. That was over the line. That was in that, you know, you can feel the vibe of, of the other side, right? Of the criminality, corruption, and all that. And God's giving you a chance when you recognize your, that had you not been there, you know, you might say, well, I was, I was trying to protect my daughter. I was trying to, you know, rescue the, the, the uh, project. I was trying to help. Yeah, but in order to help doesn't mean crossing the line to help. But I just didn't want to sit there and let the thing go down the tubes. No, the choice became either sit, give it to, sit there and give it to God. And um, I hope it doesn't go down the tubes. Versus do something yourself. Saying you're justified because they're doing it to you. You better do it back to them. I'm thinking now in terms of you know gang stalking, trolling, trying to stop trolls online. You know, you want to get someone to stop them. Kind of have to cross that line. You know, see, see, this this is what people don't really understand. Um, you know, you want to be a big influencer. Some of these people get on Instagram; they have thousands of images of them and you know of, of you know girls in bikinis or something. You know, the same girl in like fifteen hundred different bikinis, and you know, trying to get you know ten thousand followers, fifty thousand, a million. You know, and then she finds out, well, they can, she can get, you know, bots to help her and hire people to help her boost those numbers. And then when that happens, of course, then uh, what happens is the person will never really know how popular they are. They aren't. I mean, at that point, and also troll smashers, you know, people that will take care of trolls. They don't have to watch it all the time. And a lot of these people are from the depths of criminality. Learning how to make the internet work and then, you know, extorting money from people. Because, see, the same person that saves you from a troll can also be a troll. <laughs> see, they got you coming and going. So the only way you can stay out of it, out of that kind of karmic situation, is you, you need to shut your ears up, you know, shut it off completely. You, you know, and then question yourself, you know, did God tell me that I had to strive to be popular, that I should be so selfish? And the other thing is, you know, you know, when people are doing, you know, these mini spells, to, you know, hiring people and you know, troll smashers and popularity boosters and robots and all this stuff. Um, what's the motivation behind that? Yeah. You see, that's where we get into trouble, isn't it? Is this narcissism? Vanity? You want to be a star so bad you're going to jimmy it all yourself? You're going to... And they do, and they try to then compete. Listen, here's how it works. Okay, so the biggest 
Studio online probably is Amazon, right? Studio, retail stores, you know, grocery stores, you know, retail outlets, clothing outlets, book outlets, movie, movie outlets. And they produce, you know, all kinds of movies. Um, you know, when they come out with their movies... And they also happen to own IMDb, right? The, the big database where people like, check on the movies and all that. So when they roll out their movies, you know, the public does have a say in them. For example, they all hated Chris Pratt because it was a, was is he a Christian? I don't know. He's in a couple of movies, big star. And uh, one they liked, one they drove it down to like one, you know, 2.1 or some number like that and, and whatever. Um... Amazon doesn't need to put up with that. And what they do is, because it's all snapback now, but if you do a film at Amazon and they can, you know, in the short term, take it down, whatever, a a few months later, you're back riding high. How's that? Because they are the studio. They're not going to accept your numbers or your popularity. They they may accept that on some item like, you know, a, you know, a, a, an electric you know, corkscrew opener or something, you know, but they're not going to, you know, five stars. Wow. Uh, but when it comes to their product that they make, they don't have to put up with it for a minute because see, already they have it coming and going. They may, you know, I, I, or may not be criminal, but they own the means of production. So they own the popularity meters. They own the IMDb. They own, and if that's what's going to determine your future, then, yeah, they can pull all the levers for you one way or the other. And, um, you know, that's, and, and if there's people doing projects they don't want to hear from, i.e. died suddenly, you know, documentary or any of these, they just make sure all the numbers wind up bad. So that, you know, that there's no relief, so... If people want to make documentaries like that, they're going to have to spend out of their own pockets to do it because you're not going to get any help from the marketplace. Now, that is crooked. That um, makes Amazon crooked. Um, you know, that that means that the ratings are not realistic or real at all. And, I mean, we've also seen all kinds of, uh, you know, intelligent bots that go write reviews. And they say things like, yeah, this is trash. It's horrible. You know, no, no acting, no directing, no writing. No film here for folks, avoid. And they don't mention anything to do with the movie, like what's in it and how long it is and what it is. And they don't say anything. They just, they just go like that and flood it in order to turn the traffic from those movies back to the studio who has the website. But because it's theirs, if they built it. It's theirs. When you're on their website, you're their guest, and they're never going to let you through, unless you got some kind of a sending thing, and they want to work with you in the future, and there's some kind of sweet deal going on, and then they'll they'll goose it for you. Uh, otherwise, they're there to trash you. Now, someone will come along and say. Hey, desperate filmmaker, we can fix this for you. You know, 
or hey, um, you know, whoever's doing anything, singer, dancer, TikTok star, whatever, we can help you to become a big star. Look at you, you did it all yourself. And uh, the minute you cross into that, you get, you know, karmic, you know, blowback. Because, you see, even the best practitioners of this sort of thing, cheating and lying before the public, they know that the karmic blowback, they know how to set it onto somebody else, a scapegoat somewhere, some, some method. Some, it's a witchcraft method, right? But they know how to do that. I don't think you do. You know, um, in other words, finding someone to blame it on or finding some other, you know, almost unrelated thing to attack while boosting you, it's, it's all a matter of measurements and stuff. If I attack you illicitly, say in the spirit, and you suffer, well, you get sick, let's say. Because of me... Because of something I did to you, then um, what's going to happen is something bad is going to happen to me. Unless there's some way that I can offset that somewhere else. Right? And that, you know, learning those techniques, and they teach that. You know, people that are you know, generational witches and things like that, they know those things. And... Um, they, as far as I'm concerned, they still don't escape karma. They're just putting it off. They're just putting it off for a while. But that won't stop people. You know, they want it. They want it all. They want it now. And it's not like they don't want to work. They just don't see the correlation between working and success. So they want to take a shortcut. And every shortcut I've seen ends up in failure. It ends up in failure because it, it it's the the vibe the, the um, machinery of the winner's circle or the vibe of it the the the, the way it is um, is it's there to celebrate excellence it's not there for the purpose of uh, you know lying and cheating so it's 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 never going to be um not a light. It's never going to be easy to go rig things or stuff the ballot box one way or the other. Like if you have an enemy out there, you could go stuff it negatively. You know, and you could make that person you know pay for having criticized for having criticized you. And um, trolls online. I've dealt with this for over 20 years now. And they're always going to be there. They, oh, yeah, this is, you know, Zeph is CIA or, you know, whatever they say. They you have all these things they say. Or they used to say. And then they then they stop. And then they start. And then they start. They're there. And then they're not. And nothing you can do about it. All you can really do is pray that you're on the path God puts you on. That you have to go out in those places and take your chances. That means podcasters, Authors, filmmakers, documentary filmmakers, fiction filmmakers, you know, people in the public eye, actors, politicians. You got to go through that lens of social media 
And, and yes, they can take their shot. And they do. What you have to hope for, this is where it works out, is that God's leading you so that you're getting more positive feedback than negative. Maybe not at first. At first, I had all negative. It was so bad, in fact, and so many people intervened by talking to the servers that we got cut in our traffic. I remember this one at Spreaker. Well, this one right here, Spreaker, got cut about, I would say, about 2016 or 17, maybe even earlier. And um, cut off at like 7,500. And, you know, it was going up and up and up all the way to that point. Then it stopped. Okay, so now uh, I did put in a letter, just like I have with, with IMDB and other places. None of them will do anything. They just say, you want to be out there, though, you take your chance. Yeah, but it's not realistic because, I mean, it should then go down. It should go up. It should be dynamic, going up and down and up and down. Popularity, as various people listen. It shouldn't just stay there. And, and th- that was the end of the discussion. I said, thank you very much. Uh, our decision is to leave it the way it is. Our system is perfect. In other words, we don't want... No, it's a personal message to me. We don't want you to be um, successful. And so we're going to make it look like you're not. And so when you're there, using our airwaves, our bandwidth, our internet, we're going to blackball you. We're going to blackball you and make sure that you never, ever influence anyone. You could be around for 100 years. Your influence will not be a bother because we've already cut you off. On YouTube, Speaker, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you happen to be, your reach is nothing. And that's what they do. What are the offending things? Well, the offending thing, back to the point of the entire uh, talk today is truth. They don't want the truth. It's not my truth. If it was just my truth, you know, I would, you know, th- then, then my results would reflect that. But it's not my truth, as they like to say. It's the universal truth that, that is the truth for all humans. And I don't even want to talk about things that are partial truths at, at all. Or debate people, get into a philosophical argument. No point. I'm dealing with truth, that's it, that's Jesus. And there's a lot of ramifications to that. And we, we know. And we know by the result we get, ah, king of the Jews, huh? You know, whip him, shunt him, hurt him, stab him. We know from that... Uh, that we're going to be um, <laughs> that we're going to have to suck it up. That you can't win, but that when the persecution comes, i.e., false witness, you bear it with a glad heart. Oh, this is yeah, rejoice because this is what happened to Jesus and everybody else that we identify with. This is the way it rolls. Then one day, all of a sudden. For no reason, you're popular over here or over there or there. You don't know how that happened. Not supposed to happen. 
And when they catch up with you, they take that away too. Uh, but I've been, you know, censored. From, in fact, one guy tried to get me an airplane ticket into, I think it was Dominican Republic or somewhere, and they wouldn't issue it. They said I was you know, on some list. The only way I could have gotten on the list was from the Zeph report. What I was talking about back then, you know, basically, same topics, you know, going a little deeper into into our Lord, deeper into understanding the bits of the Bible. But they went on and, and, you know, they wanted to put a, it wasn't enough for them to just slander me online. They had to uh, continually slander and continue to uh, call me out on various uh, Ah, my eyes. Suddenly. Okay. Yeah, you you knocked me over again. So, you know, the main message here is just basically, you're just going to have to put up with it. I think, what did one guy say? He was writing up a thing about Lamb. My book, Lamb, which is, uh, he said that should be a, you know, five star published, published uh, uh, you know, Christian novel. Only one I've ever read that, that actually has a, a you know, it's actually a, a, in the category of Christian. And um, I understood it was good. I already knew that. Um, <laughs> what, I didn't understand was how it got rejected from the Christians. Now, there's a really funny story about my new novelization of Girl Next, which admittedly I wrote like Jack Kerouac in a flurry of passion. And uh, and then we went through you know several, like probably four drafts of Polishing, rewriting, proofing, editing, you know, all that. Until it was done. Sent it into a place called... <laughs> I don't even know if I want to mention them. But a, a big, you know, self-publisher. Because we, we thought, well, you know, there's no sense going to New York with this because, I mean, they're just going to laugh you out of the office just like they always do. Right? Oh, yeah, we're going to publish that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're going to put money into you. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> we, we like being in business. Well, but to be in business, you've got to be in the, in the business of lying then. You're not quite having truth in your fiction. You know, sending out authors on these, uh, you know, these various, uh, you know, interviews and things, and then, and then they lie there too. So everybody is all caught up in lying. Hey, don't bite me. You're trying to eat my shirt now. Well, I, I don't think that's funny. No, that's not funny. I know, I know, I'm sorry for your teething, Ben. No, I know it's tough. I know it's tough. I know it's tough, and I don't understand. Right? It's tough. <laughs> no, I know it's tough. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he's just beside himself. He needs something to chew on, and now he's thinking about chewing on one of my hard drives. All right, so, you know, so 
So went out and, you know, obviously I had to self-publish because, you know, of the way it was being, you know, rejected from, you know, the Christian intelligentsia who aren't that smart, actually, and are not that talented to where they could be dictating stuff, but, oh, well, there it is. <laughs> and um, so, so eventually, you know, then, then it goes, you've got the Zephyr board going, and then the, the book Lamb, you know, gets put out there and I don't know, wherever it goes in the self-publishing world, you know, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and Walmart, you know, you know, various outlets. Where people want it, they can buy it. They have to buy the hardcover. We don't have an audio book. Um, but, um, and then in come the trolls. Oh, this thing is trash. Don't read this. This guy is a, you know, he's, he's actually the devil, you know. And on and on and on with the Christianese sort of, you know, attacks and you know, ad, hominem, ad hominem attacks and, and all kinds of attacks. And uh, they, they, you know, they had their way with it. They had another book called Glass Backwards within about two years after that, a year and a half. And that uh, also, you know, it's like, oh, how could a guy who says he's a Christian ever write a book like this? Because there's nothing more disturbing to be than a Christian in Los Angeles or um, the United States in the current state of of complete and utter uh, you know, degradation of the living God. There is nothing worse than you can be. You can't be anywhere worse than here. And how does that make you feel? It makes me feel really, really screwed up. So I write glass backwards and say, oh, yeah, see what a pervert and awful, you know, and they went on and on and on with that. And um, the guy that published it is a Christian, even though you know, I paid him to publish it. And um, I was talking about the reviews, about how a lot of these people don't read the book, they just want to you know, get you. And he, he, he's like, yeah, but you got to suck it up. He was very kind of, not glib, but very... You know, kind of, you know, go out there and take it, who cares what they say? <laughs> and sure enough, though, over the years... You know, um, things like that, you know, books and movies and different things that have been, uh, you know, written off first, uh, you know, tend to find their rightful place. And eventually, like in the books, the ratings went to where they should be. (laughs) Um, The people that needed to rent the book could rent the book. So, well, the only thing I can say is that, uh, again, uh, I didn't buy books. So it's tempting to go, you know, to get a little fun together and go, you know, buy, buy 500 books to get the ratings up, you know, anything like that, like the celebrities do. And, you know, because all of that is deceit. Well, the, the moral of the story, uh, kids, is this. At long last, the end of the day, these things have been up there a long time, you know, I mean, these books are available. 
But the ratings are where they should be. You know, they're, they're people that are serious, that read, you know, give serious reviews. And it's all ado about nothing. You have to be patient, though, because, you know, in today's Internet, if you produce something, and I can go for art, for anything, they're going to have their way with it. <laughs> they're loud. They're going to want to, you know, have their way with it, and they're going to, you know, this is why people are afraid to produce things or publish their books, because they're afraid of being just, you know, or be their identity of who they are, because they're afraid of being taken down on the Internet. Or, especially like in film, people are deathly afraid of being canceled, and so they don't want you to see even if they're white or black or whatever their color is. It, it just goes, when is the end of it? And, and yes, they will attack. But if they're going to attack me, let them attack me for Jesus. Because I know that um, whatever the truth is, there will be people, if you like, friends, who will help because of um, that affinity of that uh, connection. But anyway, like I said in the end, um, Glass Backwards and Lamb had no help from publishers, from, you know, the advertising from the news and, you know, uh, online, you know, craftsmen who put it in good positions using hashtags and metadata to make sure it's really up there. It's all a waste of time. If it's any good, people will find it. Now, more advice. In other words, don't walk on the dark side to get the right result. When you're being attacked, that doesn't mean go kill them all. It means you're being attacked, and you have to measure your response. You can't just go kill them all because they're attacking you. Okay, I think that's going to be about it now. Ah, yes. We have to get to the uh, groceries early because they're working on uh, replacing electricity here. I, I have to say one other thing I was going to talk about today, but um, we, can, we can save it for another day. Well, we've done a lot of these lately, but it's, this was a kind of a detox week for me. It was really a, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I saw this series on... Uh, Netflix called The Watcher. No, there goes the wire. I told you, whatever you do, don't take the wire, Trish. <laughs> Too late. Too late, he got it. I'm going to get you in trouble, Ben. No, I'm getting the wire, and yeah. So the so that there's some kind of thing going on right over here. So you know, um, as I've had a lot of chance to reflect on it this week, and I've and I realized, you know, as I as I get out there with you know the re re newfangled Twitter, that's really kind of where I am. I mean, I'm I kind of. Uh, I'm having so much trouble with the dog. I'm I'm almost, folks, about to quit. Okay, I mean not not because no, no. yeah, but I don't know. Maybe go in the car, lock myself in the car. They say no, Zeph. You should have your own podcasting room. Um, 
you know what? It's, I've, I've got enough to take care of right here. I don't need anything else. I don't need, you know, space. I need nothing. What I'm trying to say is if you intermingle, well, you know, you get a lawyer on your case. And the lawyer argues something. It's not completely true, but you get off. You know, it's going to come bite you at some time if, if it's not really honest. And that's all I'm saying about, you know, being a follower of the Lord. If you find a way to avoid persecution by doing something slightly unethical, illegal, gray area, whatever, the um, blowback of that, it might be a few years down the road, will be coming back on you. And uh, you may not be able to join... You know, and if you join them, the big industry, well, isn't that just the dark side? See, so you, so you, what what can you do to make money then? Nothing. I hope this has found you uh, well. Um, he's out of control. He's out of control. <laughs> he is out of control. Don't let her fool you. When, uh, go ahead. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I really can't find anything to leave on. I am going to do something crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other thing we're supposed to be doing. So if you're online and there's blasphemy going on and people are talking shit, which they do, and they're not intelligent enough to understand the context. You need to provide that context. And I know that you know what they're, you know, and I know that you're way ahead on the argument. And I know that you could slice them and dice them like I can. That's not the point. The point is to help other people understand the, 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 the potholes. Listen, there are people in potholes that are just living there. They think that's life. You know. And we know it's not.
understand what the hell this is. How can it be?
The dark side, okay? So we also mean the side of criminal. The side of the criminal, okay? And um, so just understand that, you know, because that can be like a very minor thing, like not paying your taxes, trying to get away with something, um, trying to... Uh, trying to... Uh, Get one over on the system. All those things are justified before Christ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eye for a tooth. It's all justified before Christ, but in Christ, no, it's just as justified as it seems. Yeah, they attacked me. I got to protect my property. I got to do the right thing. The rules are different now. If you take up something that puts you on the other side of that line, you're going to get, you know, severely punished and then most people when they do they go oh god look the devil's punishing me no it's god punishing you you're not supposed to be seen on that side of that line i know it may have been minor you just filled out the form a little differently they were trying to take away your god-given rights all right uh okay guys well that's i'm just trying to did you hear that did you hear that one I probably wasn't convincing enough, but, you know, I've been storing up for 40 years to say this one. You can't have a scintilla, to use a Biden word, a scintilla, a microscopic amount of being on that other side of that line, even if it's so ridiculously justified. Come on, Zev, can't you let it go? Do you have to issue that person a 1099 who worked for us, let's say, on something? Do you have, and it's like, you know, I do, I'm sorry. I mean, am I the bad guy? No, because if I don't, if I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, we don't need to do any of these, follow any of these rules. Um, you know, you get caught up in it. It's not just one thing either. You get, it's a whole, it's more and more and more and more. And before you know it, you're sucked in all over the place. And then when you start realizing you got to repent, now you have a whole, you don't even know where to start. Okay. Just, you know, a word of warning to the youngins out there. And I'll see you next time. Hey, happy Friday. <laughs> Is for, does Friday mean anything anymore? I don't know. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. I'm not going to play any more music because I've already been, I've done, I've done, done that. See you next time.